right. Hello and welcome to Life Behind Beer, a podcast by Iron Horse Brewery. I'm Alex, your host. Uh, we're brewing in Ellensburg, Washington, and uh, we got a lot of people on the show today. We got a lot of beers to get through. We got a lot of great topics. It's going to be a good show. I think so. Yeah. Uh, joining me as always, I have my co-hosts Wes and Sabrina. Say hello to the fine folks. Hello, hello. fine folks. <laughs> uh, we also have our quality control analyst specialist. What are we? Director, Direct, Director of, of Optimism. optimism. Yeah. <laughs> the best, the best job title. Director of Optimism. Uh, Ricky, joining us on the program today. Howdy. Is the microphone close enough, or do I need to go? You're fine. I'm good. Okay. We're fine. I, oh. I'm, I'm going to fix it. Anyway. Okay. Uh, and we also have our first uh, brewery employee, but not Iron Horse Brewery, <laughs> coming all the way over from Crosstown from Whipsaw Brewing. Yay. Caitlin's joining us on the program today. Welcome, Caitlin. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Caitlin. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to kick it over to Sabrina. She's going to run the show today. So uh, I'll show. be chiming in every soon, but oh, okay. uh, well. take it away. Topic number one is actually one of my favorite topics. And well, first I... we open with a beer. Oh, I guess so. I'm so. just so excited. Well, the beer is relevant to topic number one. <laughs> right. Nice. So I brought um, Bale Breakers, uh, Lady Lupulin, um, which was brewed with hops that were made special for Pink Boots Society, which is a, a, a we've talked about Pink Boots before, but it's an organization for the promotion of women in the beer industry. And so... That's our first beer today. My friend Hannah was kind enough to bring me a growler over from her last visit to Yakima. So thanks, Hannah. (laughs) Yay, Hannah. Yay. Well, cheers. Let's drink up. Very tasty. We said it's a blonde ale, right? We gave the style. Yeah, Yeah, it's a blonde. Very nice, light, refreshing. Seems seems to be a theme for the day. If you listen to the whole episode, you'll you'll find out why. But it's good. (laughs) A lot of overripe pear on the aroma. Oh, that's an interesting one. I get there's some sort of like kind of a ah uh, it's like our discussion last time it was like it's not quite catty but there is something I get that too yeah because like it's, yeah. it's that weird combination too of like mm-hmm. it's like maybe there's some citra in this or something where it's that citrusy yet um sharp yeah Does aroma that, uh an herbal aspect to it I don't know if that's in line with what you're thinking about mm-hmm. but well, so the hops blend that they made for it um, was including Palisade, Simcoe, Mosaic, Citra, and Laurel hops. Mm. And mm. so I figured you guys probably know more about what that means than I do. Yeah, and that was uh, donated by um, Yakima Chief Hop Union to um, all breweries that wanted to participate in the Pink Boots Brew, um, which is really cool. Shout out to Yakima Chief. It's really cool. This is super awesome. I was very excited about it. Um, so, yeah. We like the beer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Caitlin likes the beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tasty beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we can do talk, topic number one while we uh, while we enjoy our lady beer. Uh, we can talk about women in the beer industry because that's topic number one, and it's my favorite topic. Um, I wrote a blog about it when I first started for Iron Horse, so if anybody felt like reading my blog, it's an old one but a good one. Um, uh, we'll have the link whenever we get our website functional. Yeah, or you can just search Iron Horse Brewery right. blog. <laughs> or just go on ironhorsebrewery.com and then there's a search field in the blog, I think. Or, or at the top there's of the page. So many choices. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so talking about women in beer, we've got, fortunately today, many women in the industry here to talk about it. Yay. 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 Funny how that works out. Yeah. <laughs> Such a coincidence. Right. Totally. I, I, I think we were you themed know, or something. You know, we were thinking about it and it was like, it's like, it could just be the three of us, but that's, that's a lot of Wes and I chiming in. <laughs> yeah. Not as relevant. A little bit of mansplaining-ish, you know. Right. 
Well, and so in my blog post, I talk about how there's more women returning to the beer industry. Beer was originally um, a women's field. Um, women were the original brewers, and so um, it wasn't until industrialization that men kind of took it over. Mm. And so that's something I talk about in there. Um, we've got a few articles that um, are posted in our podcast channel, but talking about um, breweries owned by women, and we've actually talked about one of those breweries, um, Bold Missy, in North Carolina, is in the glitter episode, mm-hmm. and so we've talked about that a bit too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Lady breweries are so cool. Like, that's kind of like my ultimate dream is to just have like this awesome, like badass lady crew that just runs the show. Like that's so cool and it's like so inspiring to see that like popping up more and more frequently lately, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and I think about too, um, we went to that Pink Pink Boots meeting at Mm -hmm. Pike and Mm -hmm. we got to meet the lady from Pike forgotten her name because I'm a jerk and bad at names but mm, she was super bad yeah she's the seller um uh person mm-hmm. right nice. I think and yeah and then there's um a few other lady brewers um at the Pink Boots meeting it was really neat it was actually a good um cross-section of just the brewing industry so there sure. was um like you know retail um members um, some office members there was brewers there was seller there was packaging yeah um, I met a gal who works at the packaging line for Elysian yep Mm-hmm. She's super cool. Yeah, actually, one of our old brewers, Hannah, um, then moved on to Elysian to brew there, and then now she's um, in some sort of like purchasing position now, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Side note: They are opening up a Yakima chapter for Pink Boots. So I was I wondering when they're doing that. Yeah, okay. I've been talking to this person on Instagram because mm-hmm. that's like how I communicate these days. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Yeah, we're gonna open a chapter, and I'll like let you know when we have our first newsletter." So good, yeah. Because I was asking when that happened. Should, yeah, because yeah, I emailed her, but I haven't heard back yet. Oh, oh to uh, Jen Nicosa, I think. Um, um, whoever um, the contact is on the Pink Boots page, the Pink Boots Seattle chapter. Oh, no, the, okay. The Yakima one. Cool. I was on there looking at scholarships and stuff, and saw mm-hmm. Yakima oh, chapter cool. pop up. Yeah, it's Sweet. like brand new as of like last week. When did this awesome. awesome. When it was like official. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. That's really cool. I like the Seattle ladies, but the drive will be yeah. a lot easier to Yakima. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. the Seattle girls are fun, though. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah. No, it's it's cool that um, beer industry, we're, we're in one of those um, areas where we've actually, it's easier for women compared to some industries out there. Um, there's definitely, you know, room for improvement. Um, but at the same time, um, there's, we actually have it, you know better I guess in some um, but then there's also you know depending on what you work with like you know I've I've heard you know anecdotes in the past where some of our um, female sales staff will have just all sorts of issues with yeah, um, totally. distributors yeah. like just not even paying attention to what they're saying until literally a male sales member will lean over and say hey this is what I would do and they're like oh yeah totally right yeah I definitely do that and it's like mm-hmm. well, she said the same <laughs> thing exactly what she just yeah. said you know it's like <laughs> yeah so there's, there's definitely and it's not only like you know distributors but there's also you know bar managers and stuff but then it kind of almost goes back to the point where, you know, some of them are like, um, I don't drink beer, so I just right. order whatever you tell me to do. But then sure. it's then not only that is I don't drink beer that women drink because that's definitely different than what men drink, which is definitely not the case. So, yeah. yeah. What? You all just don't drink Michelob Ultra? Sorry. I think you're, the, the more um, common one would be um, uh, something fruited and sweet. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Or like a cider. Like, mm-hmm. That's it. That's all that Lambics are bust. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with a good lambic. Yeah. 
I was going to say that actually sounds like Lambics. Yeah, I was actually just reading about that. A woman um, was talking about beer styles and how she'll go to um, her tasting room and women will come to the bar to order from her and they'll say, I want a girly beer. And this particular woman, she she tends to favor barrel aged stouts, and so she's like, "Do you Founders want something that yes, I would yeah. <laughs> like?" And I have that. Here's problem a fifteen percent girly beer. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a three Floyd's Dark Lloyd. Enjoy yourself, Dark Lord. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. So yeah, but people do that all the time. They'll come in and you know ask what my favorite beer is and my favorite beer in the tasting room is finger gun which is mm-hmm. a very bitter session ipa yep very <laughs> and uh and they don't always like what i give them if they ask for my favorite beer because they think i'm going to give them the half mm-hmm. <laughs> yep yeah that happens more times that i can count just saying like yeah like what exactly the same mm-hmm. thing and mm-hmm. i really like our red or our amber oh yeah they're nice and light but they still have some good body to them mm-hmm. and then people will try them and be like no too much or even men sometimes will try it and be like oh it's for my you know, whoever my girlfriend or wife or whatever. And they're like, I don't know if they'll like that. So, well, you could let them try yeah, it. You could let them consume it. Like, yeah. like, Imagine they might like that. Yeah. So it's one of those things that... Here's a stump blower. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> well, similarly, too, like, people just maker. don't expect that we know what we're talking about. Yes. So they'll be like throwing all these fancy words and it's like I know what you're saying well, yeah. like I can I can hang in this conversation <laughs> I, I feel like that kind of goes back to Ricky's point which you know I hope when we have the salespeople, I like get more questions about this but you know like feels like craft beer is starting to be a little more diverse mm-hmm. but the distributor world is definitely still like like male city you know it yeah, feels like sure. it's not it's not catching up at all and, and whether that's causing abrasion you know at that level or not i, I don't know the answers obviously i don't know enough about that but if, mm-hmm. it feels like that when i when i see that viewing at the industry you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think i've had a better time uh with gender equality sort of things in this industry than i did in my last career which was academia i had a really hard time in academia because i'm a very young looking woman and so people would, especially my students, would assume, you know, I know nothing. Well, that's the same thing. <laughs> I, I've had similar scenes in I used to work in IT. I used to work at the Genius Bar, the Apple Store. And, you, and you'd have customers that would come in and they would get a female genius. And they'd be like, no, no, I want a guy working on it. Just mm-hmm. point blank. And it's like, that's that person, so awful. Like, that person probably knows more than I do. They, you know, code in the weekends. I don't but you know like so like that's when you walk over and you say hey i'm here uh she trained me though (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah, from the banking industry and it's the exact same thing it's like it doesn't even matter what your job title is Mm -hmm. people just certain people just have such trust issues when it comes to women being any sort of powerful you know so that was my same experience in the bank too actually Yeah, yeah, it was it was weird because like well, and then it sucked too because at our store, um, that for a while there the only managers was um, male, mm-hmm. and then and then they all the girls answered to him, and then there was no like uh, male tellers or anything, and sure. it was just like that's just kind of strange. That's awkward. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. So like we that. had a lady boss, mm-hmm. and she's so awesome and cool, and we had like maybe one male teller, mm-hmm. so that branch was very much female driven, mm-hmm. which was awesome. But then when you have those customers, it's like I don't know what you want from us like mm-hmm. everyone who's in charge here are ladies so either yeah. get gonna, with it or gonna talk to a woman or you're gonna get branch. a new bank yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah nope but that's funny yeah it's weird that's what i like about iron horse though we've got 
I don't think we're not. Uh, you you would know this more than I would. Are we fifty fifty for men and women, or there's there's still more men? Well, because on the production mm-hmm. side, there's production production. There's side, I'm yeah. the technically the only woman in the production yeah. payroll. Yeah, but production will sway it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the retail side, it kind of goes in the opposite direction. Yeah, on the retail, we've only got one male. Actually, we're soon gonna have two male servers. Oh, we're, okay, we're cross training one of our cooks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But the tap room was female driven for the longest yeah. time. Like, yeah. just I know, I applied to work there. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've we've hired men in the past and they would usually quit or be fired usually within about a month or so because they mm-hmm. ended they up were... not being good people to be in the They pub. were bad yeah. servers. Yeah, the, the idea of, you know, cleaning up at the end of the night sure. it was yeah. just too much to ask you know what kind of weird things where it's just like it wasn't like <laughs> that it was men it just happened to be we just kept hiring the wrong men apparently yeah well because now we've got Damien and he's great oh yeah Damien's yeah, a doll runs yeah. that place mm-hmm He's fantastic. Yeah. But, yeah, it's weird. But, yeah, no, Greg, I mean, when I got hired on, um, that was still, well, because that was five years ago, and um, the there was a lot of men in the interviews and everything, too, but it just always ended up being they'd go for the, the best fit for the company, which ended up being ladies, but... Did you start yeah. in the tap room? I did, yeah. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Yep. I started off in the tap room because I hated the bank that I worked at. Um, <laughs> it was right in the time period that a certain bank that's been in the news for doing bad things during this time period. <laughs> um, and uh, that's why I left that bank because like, I kept getting in trouble for not having enough sales. And I was like, oh. I'm signing a grandma up for online banking. Like, I have scruples here. Right. Um, and so <laughs> I was like, I, I always got like 100% reviews from my customers too. And it's like, yeah, because I'm not pushing st- stupid shit on them. Yeah. Um, and so then um, I was just like melting down. My husband's like, well, why don't you just go bartend for a while, figure out what you want to do? And I did. And that's what I want to do. Yeah. So, yeah, worked out well. What got you into going over to Whipsaw? I was going to say, sorry, I don't interrupt, but yeah. I, I don't think Caitlin actually said what she does. Oh, at sorry. That's right, we didn't get oh. that. Well, let's 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 transition into uh, the oh. beer from Whipsaw. And then that's go a into good it. idea. I just wanted to, to Caitlin to get a proper introduction. Yeah. Go. Thanks and logs. Uh, yeah, sure. Thank you. So, um, Caitlin works for Whipsaw Brewing, which is right now the other brewery in Ellensburg. Eventually, a third brewery will be opening. Um, and uh, we at Iron Horse and in the craft beer industry, for people who don't realize this, we like other breweries. This isn't a competition. This we is about love a community. Whipsaw. And so, we love Whipsaw. Uh, Serena and I are both uh, Mug Club members I at yeah, Whipsaw. Yeah, West. West is too, yeah. So, Alex. Caitlin talked me into it. He's a good salesperson. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> Alex, uh, is not man out Alex. Jerk. Come on. <laughs> but you had your fair share of their beers, Thank I think. By in turn, and also, I've been a mug club member at Iron Horse for five years now. Five years yeah. Now. Yeah. Thank you. I think it's, like it's a, a it's a yeah. great community, actually. I've. I thought about maybe we should do like a mug swap between our companies. <laughs> oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> well, yeah. That actually That'd be would awesome. be fun. Just have like, we would just have like a standing mug for um, Whipsaw employees and then they could have a standing mug for us. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> you and Jess would have to fight over it though. That's true. <laughs> Next year. All right. Next year. So, Caitlin, why don't you introduce Sorry. yourself and then also uh, tell us about the beer we're about to drink. Okay. So, I'm Caitlin and I'm the taproom manager at Whipsaw Brewing. Um, I've been there for almost a year now. Uh, it's been pretty fun. We watching us grow. Um, we've only been open for two years, so it's still a pretty new new thing for us. But it's pretty cool. Um, so the beer that we're drinking is the Coconut Cream Ale. 
that um, all of the ladies who work at Whipsaw brewed together. Um, so it's kind of like our taproom brew because we have a lot of ladies in the taproom. Um, it's not a traditional cream ale. Um, it's, we don't, because isn't it usually made with like corn or something? Yeah, some cream ales do, yeah. The yeah, corn so we don't use that. This is more of the knowledgeable in this one, but well, is it? Yeah, I'd say that wheat's pretty common as well. Okay. Um, corn would be probably more of like if you were doing like a pre-prohibition kind of oh, version yeah. of it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we did not use corn though, but uh, yeah, it's just a really nice, light, uh, crisp beer. It's pretty light on the coconut. We used um, roasted coast coconuts in fermentation, but uh, you don't really pick on it pick up on it too much in your taste. Perfect balance. Yeah. kind of adds to the sweetness, in my opinion, mm-hmm. instead of the flavor, uh, which I can really appreciate because yeah. I'm not super big on fruity beers, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I really like it. Um, before we put it on tap, it's going to change a little bit. Um, this is without the... This is without extract, so we'll be adding a little bit of extract to kind of make it appealing for more people. Wishes do come true. I know, which is so sad. <laughs> I can tell when I took a sip, and I'm, I really like it this way. Yesterday, Wes was like, okay, yeah, no, if you're bringing the cream ale, don't bring the cream ale that has the extract in it. Like, no, bring, I like, bring the like that, cream ale. See, I like, I like this as is. I like the hint yeah, of coconut. Yeah, I don't I need to just be over the head with Please it. Please take that as a compliment, because it means yeah. you all did a very good right, job exactly. crafting The crafting of this beer and the no, recipe it's perfect. is perfect, but Thank I you. mean, I understand, you know, if there's some, sales, you know, some people, yeah. some people just want to be punched in the face with flavor. Yeah. It won't be a punch in the face, I promise. We yeah. tested it the other day, and <laughs> we settled on, like, a very decent amount of, uh, of extract, not too overpowering, because I, yeah, it's definitely the advocate for, like, no yeah. extract at all, <laughs> and Charlie knows that, so, um, so we settled for a good compromise, but, uh, yeah, it's really nice and light, but we don't want to sell it as a coconut beer if you can hardly taste it, you know what I mean? So it's true. You're right. I know. You'll get sued, you'll get sued like that guy in California who oh sued over God. Olympia beer. Yeah. <laughs> like I was using the artesian water. Oh, boy. Oh, my. That was so funny. That's so Because the water doesn't come from Washington. It's not real. Uh, yeah. There's no coconuts well, in this beer. The funniest part of that whole story was, you know, he's going on and on about how he takes his beer so seriously and they use the wrong water. He picked up that case of beer at a grocery outlet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, which probably you, not refrigerated. If you work it, if you work in beer, you know a little bit about grocery outlet. Let's just put it that way. I'm just not saying, to hate on them because I love them, but on oh, no. the shelves at grocery outlet. Here. Yeah, I think it's finally gone from last I heard. Oh really? Yeah, it was yeah. there a couple but weeks I, ago. Unfortunately, um, if you have a beer that just doesn't quite sell, grocery outlet can usually get it out pretty quickly because they price at a competitive yeah, price. Yeah, that bomber yeah. will be like four dollars. So recently, they had some of that hop creek or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. That one. Yep. Though they're not the only guilty ones. I did go into Bevmo, the, uh, Bevmo the other day and bought a beer that was about a year old. So yeah, Bevmo, yeah. I've I've, I've yeah. seen that too. It kind of just yeah. depends sort it's, of. Story I mean, it's especially on the twenty-two-wide issue. Hard. I mean, shelf yeah. shelf life and things like in rotation. Uh, you know, rotating your inventory is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but grocery outlet is just—it's unfortunately their their business structure means that things end up there after they've already been other places, so yeah. right. that whole time aspect is kind of important for most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
This is so nice. It's so good. It'll be on tap on the 12th. Yay. On the 12th. Yeah. Yay. For the mug lovers or for, for everybody? everybody. We're yes. releasing it for Girls Night Out. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. So we'll have that all of our sense. studly men serving up beers mm-hmm. uh, Thursday night. Nice. So I'll be there all night just drinking, mm-hmm. though. There you go. Good. Don't ask me to work. Win. <laughs> we'll be drinking this beer. You won't get me BSP? So Girls Night Out, for those of you who don't live in Ellensburg, is oh, super mm-hmm. awesome. We do it twice a year in Ellensburg um, where the local um, businesses all try to team together and just have different specials to just, hey, the lady shoppers out here who wants to come out and go shopping. Um, and um, there's, um, so Iron Horse is sponsoring a, a commuter bus yeah. between mm-hmm. Yakima, Yakima and Ellensburg oh, nice. for it for, for so free. Cool. I'm hosting um, that I, bus ride. <laughs> Yay! I was I wondering who's going to do that. Isn't Jared driving the bus? Is Jared driving the bus? I driving the bus. Driving the bus but oh, he doesn't know. need me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so then there's beer special. So, like, the coconut cream ale will be, which is so delicious. Um, it was at my, the yarn store. It's Anne's um, uh, fourth or fifth anniversary, I think, this year. Um, at Yarn Folk? Yarn Folk, yeah, because she opened for Girls' Night Out. Um, that was her kind of first, nice. like, night oh, open, basically, nice. a few years ago. And so, like, every girl, every spring Girls' Night Out is, like, her birthday party for the store. So That's if so you're fun. into knitting or crocheting or any other fiber type fun. It's really <laughs> rad. Um, sorry, I just got distracted. Okay, so okay. Awesome. back to what what made you leave the bank? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. I just, I knew that it wasn't going to be a whole career for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started when I was 19 and I moved to Ellensburg and like I didn't really know what was going on in my life at the time as most 19 year olds. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, so I just started and then after a while, because I was in the banking industry for probably five years, but then it really started to feel like a career. And so then I panicked a little bit because I didn't want to do that. And I knew that, um, but you just get so stuck in a role yeah. sometimes. So then I just, I loved Whipsaw and went in there all the time and saw that they were hiring and I, it was just part-time. So it wasn't even like planned out to be a, a whole career change, but um, yeah, so I started part-time and then... Debbie was like, hey, do you want to be the manager instead? I was like, sure, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's it went a lot faster than I had even anticipated because I had just taken another job mm-hmm. at the bank. I took a promotion, and the next thing I know, I was quitting my, my normal 9 to 5 and just running a brewery instead. So. Or a tap room, pardon me, not brewery, but... That's yeah, awesome. kind of crazy. That's so cool. Yeah, so were you already so into beer? I was lot? definitely already into beer. Um, I've liked craft beer since I turned 21. Um, on, on only the turned on 21. only yeah. then. I only I was like <laughs> I was a Coors Light lady before I turned 21. Mm-hmm. So once I, and Iron Horse it has a huge part to play in that because I went there all the time with mm-hmm. all my be- my all my buds and mm-hmm. you know we just drink. <laughs> Iron Horse IPA, R.I.P. That was my favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite, too. And, uh, <laughs> but that's where it all started, so then it just kind of grew from there. Cool. Nice. Yeah. So fun. And now s- I want to own a lady brewery, so let's get what to work. What are some let's things make a that have, uh, like, surprised you about working in the industry, or, I don't know, just maybe things you've learned, or... I don't go. This is an open question. Go with it. Yeah. Wes is just trying to get in there. There's just so much to it. I feel like people don't understand, like how much is actually, like how much work actually goes into running a brewery. It's not just like 
just like a fun job that things just fall into place. Like you have to work really hard to make sure that everything runs well and everything looks cool and you know that you're setting that cool atmosphere for all your clients and it's not just a you know fun easygoing job like there's some serious work that goes into it and I don't think people know that I didn't know that I'll I'll give you a funny quote when I when I got promoted by Iron Horse to full-time like I am right now my mom said that's nice but you need to look for a real job stop having fun with your friends and beer yeah I think my parents are still surprised that like yeah. that not only do I work here but I even convinced my husband to work right. here <laughs> just kind of like what and it's like ma it's not it's not like that yeah. it's like it's bigger than that yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so funny especially here but or when people are like well how are you so busy like you're just serving beer and it's like yeah. there's so much more to it than beer. I'm doing. let's break like, this down for so you cute, how much time but, do you have yeah it's so funny. I had a very different reaction when I told my dad, because uh, I recently got the HR thing Woo. here. Yay! I'm very excited about it. And so I text my dad, and I was like, Dad, I'm a mother flipping HR coordinator. Woo! And he was like, that's amazing. You know, he had a really positive response to that. Right. And mm-hmm. I was really thankful for that, because I always think dad responding positively is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, my parents are actually a little bit more supportive than I let on. They're, they're definitely... They'll ask me beer I think questions I, all the I time. Sent my, I sent my parents the brand guide, and I think that helped immensely. Yeah. They're like, oh, the you guys do all of this? Right. Them? That was so silly, though. Yeah. yeah, but it shows you... Yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I think that was but but the, brand, yeah. the brand guide shows you the scope of what we're working with and what True. we're dealing with. That's, it's kind yeah. of a bit... It kind of looks impressive. It's like, very easily the know. silliest thing we yeah. do all year. Oh, well, yeah. But they don't know that. Yeah. It's fun though. I love the brand. (laughs) For those of you who haven't seen it, come to the pub. I'll show you. (laughs) That's like the catalog thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. I love looking at that every year. It's my favorite. Cracks me Mm -hmm. up. Oh, there it is. Alex has one on his desk. I always keep one on my desk because I got to reference UPCs and merch Mm -hmm. and numbers and all that. So. Okay. Lucky you. You get to stamp it all day. I do. I have that. I think I also... No, I got rid of the calendar. Amy's got the calendar, but she covered it up with a clock that doesn't tick. That doesn't work out. Is that a delirium clock? I No, I think it's just pink elephants. I believe that's been asked before, but I believe it's just... I don't even know where it came from. I don't know what the story is with that clock. Maybe we'll find out sometime. I've got to ask Amy. Uh, I had another question, but do you want to have any more conversation or anything? Do we want to change topics? Where do we want to go next, gang? We've been kind of loosey-goosey with topics, I don't know, but... Kind of winging it. Okay. <laughs> what is your question for Katie? Because if it is, then you should ask the question. Well, no, it's just a general, broader broader question. Yeah. For the about, broads? About, hey! About, <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, no, no, I feel like... Um, what, you, Wes, you want to go? No, I had another question for Caitlin. All right, yeah. you go with your question for Caitlin. Uh, what did you enjoy actually participating in the brewing like yes. for this beer, I, beer I love brewing since I've started full time um, you know we unlike Iron Horse we share the same space so um, our brewery is in the back and our tap room is in the front um, and since I'm full time I'm there before we open the tap room which is when they're always brewing so every chance I get I get to you know empty out the mash tun and clean out all all of the stuff so it's given me a really cool 
like insight into the brewing worlds. Um, and then whenever they help me or whenever they let me help them actually brew, it's just like the best day ever. Cause I get to put on my brewer shirt and, you know, add hops and all that kind of cool stuff. So it was really fun to do it with all of the taproom girls who haven't had that experience before. So I kind of felt like the badass on the job, you know, I was just telling everybody what the process were for and all that kind of stuff. And then it's kind of funny towards the end of the brew Charlie was like alright next year you'll just be the head brewer for this <laughs> brew and like you can just tell everybody what to do and I was like yes that's something to look awesome. forward to in a year so yeah. um, yes I loved I loved brewing and it was cool to watch all my girls like watch the whole process obviously because they're just used to serving it and you know reading the descriptions and tasting which is still so great but to watch it from start to finish there's there's something to it do you think that makes a difference when they're serving like now that they have seen the whole process i think so i think it it gives them that chance to explain it a little bit deeper and actually know what they're talking about you know when they're talking about that malt flavor or you know whatever hops we added into it um it gives them a, a more depth to the knowledge that they are sharing and we even got to eat little, not that it's good, but we ate little hot pellets and little malts. And, that's intense. I mean, that's, yeah. it's disgusting that's and gross, but it was so fun. <laughs> malt's no. not bad, but malt's hops are good. Bad. I like eating malts. Yeah, the hops are It's a little rough. Yeah, yeah it was tough, like but the whole cones, the whole cones <laughs> yeah. are a little bit easier to kind of munch on and yeah. understand. Yeah. But I like, the, I like when I go so. on breweries tours and they like have hops you can check out and they're like, don't eat those. Just just crush them up with your hands and smell them. Don't eat them. I used to not have to tell people that but then one family we just got done eating the malt and we're talking about it and I'm like and these are the, what the hot pellets look like and everybody had a little bit and, and I started to explain how to appreciate them and they just all popped them in their mouth and I was just like oh no I'm so sorry please do that spit it out spit yeah. it out and I've been giving tours for five years now you know that was the first time it happened and it was just like well there's always a first for something so now I actually tell people beforehand now don't eat these yeah. <laughs> they're not, not going like to taste it. good yeah but yeah. No, that's hysterical jeez <laughs> yeah. That's so cool, though. Yeah, it's super so, fun. So, as far as recipe creation for this beer, uh, was this a recipe you put together? No, I th- I'm i pretty sure Charlie took care of it. Um, but, we kind of I mean, decide. conceptually, at least, yeah. You, oh, yeah. you were involved. Yes, in- we, uh, we all kind of talked about what we were wanting in a beer, because um, we had talked about doing this beer for a while before we actually did it. Um, and we didn't, we couldn't decide what style we were look, wanting. Um, some of us wanted like a darker ale, like a porter or something. Uh, we knew that we wanted to have some sort of additional flavor, something that a lot of women might more popularly enjoy. Um, but we still don't want a cream ale because it's springtime, summertime, but we don't want anything heavy. Um, and then we just all were like, yeah, coconut would be cool. Mm-hmm. So I think it's cool because usually when you think of uh, coconut as an adjunct in beer, it's usually the darker beers mm-hmm. a lot of right. the time. You know, coconut yeah. porters and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So I think it's cool that uh, you added it to a lighter style. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we've never made a cream ale before. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't even think Charlie has uh, has made a cream ale, so it was really cool that we could all experience that together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm biased, but I think it turned out really nicely. So yeah. that's always cool when it's not, a, <laughs> yeah. it's not awesome. a bust or anything. So that's that's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, good job. Thank awesome. you. Will you Thanks guys be brewing sharing. it again? I don't know. I honestly don't know. We have so many beers on tap yeah. already, so it's hard to keep um, adding beers. And yeah, you have 12, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, and we already have Decent some other beers that we're oh. working on to get out there, so it's it's tough to say if we'll make it again, but yeah. I'll, I'll so. always want to. <laughs> so, we'll see. Awesome. Awesome. Cool.
Well, I think we'll take a short break for a little bit of a message. Oh, I wanted to, uh, I forgot to say this at the top. Uh, we featured Bailbreaker and Whipsaw on today's show. They will be appearing at Eastern Washington Brewfest right here in Ellensburg, 412 North Main Street at the pub. It's going to be May 18th. Tickets are on sale now. Pick them up. I think you get early bird pricing still now. I, I, I got to verify that. But either way, <laughs> come out. You'll have Whipsaw, Bailbreaker, a whole bunch of other great Eastern Washington beers. It's just a good time. Uh, you'll probably hear me say that again at some point during this broadcast in ad form. But anyway, uh, come on out. We'll be featuring uh, Eastern Washington Brews all uh, month long on the podcast leading up to Eastern Washington Brew Fest. So uh, it's a good way to lead it off. But uh, we'll be right back with more talk right here on Life Behind Beer, a podcast by Iron Horse Brewery. Hey, this is Alex Life Behind Beer. And uh, we got a fun event coming up. You know, you listen to us. We try all kinds of fun beers from all over the place right here on the podcast. But you know where the ultimate place to try lots of fun beers is? Eastern Washington Brew Fest. That's right. Right here in Ellensburg, we bring tons of breweries from all over Eastern Washington. And you can try them all in one place. And uh, it's going to be a good time. And it's going to be happening May 18th, 2018. It's a Friday night. You should come out of town, make your plans, book your hotels, get your Uber drivers ready, and uh, come have some fun with us. You can follow us on social media iron horse beer on twitter or check us out on facebook iron horse brewery and uh you will have more deeds soon you can also check it out at easternwashingtonbrewfest.com we'll have more details for you soon but mark it on your calendars may 18th eastern washington Brewfest, ellensburg washington it's going to be a great time Hello, welcome back to Life My Beer, a podcast by Iron Horse Brewery. Alex hanging out today with Wes, Sabrina, Ricky, and Caitlin from Whipsaw Brewing across town. And uh, we're on to our next beer, next topic, what we're doing. Um, the beer we're drinking now, we're drinking Founders Solid Gold Premium Lager. 4.4% ABV, 20 IBUs, catching in on that. We've had, uh, we've had this, we've had 805, we've had Life Behind Bars... Did we have one other one? Yeah, the Sam. Oh yeah, the Sam seventy six. Yeah. I've been bringing it hard on the, uh, the, the easy going drinking craze. <laughs> yes, craze. And how appropriate. <laughs> um. What do we think of this guy? This Man, is it nice. tastes like. Yeah, it tastes like. Tastes like motor, beer. You know, you're gonna sit in the garage and work on your car and drink one of these. Yeah. So this is lawnmower beer for flavor. sure. Lawnmower. Yeah. Yep. Even more orange. So from hot, like, orange yeah. on the aroma. I was getting yeah. some orange in the aroma. Yeah, I can see that. The back yeah. end hit, the back end hits you with the flavor. Mm-hmm. It's not like biscuit. Like biscuit. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to sing that Eagles of Death and Metal song, the solid gold. Solid Do it. Gold. Sing it now. <laughs> it's not so I don't know, like, the whole song, but, um... Yeah. Also makes you think of maybe Gold Sounds by Pavement, but anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's more hop character than I expected. Yeah, and it hit me on the back end. It was mm-hmm. like, lager. Oh, oh, more flavor. All right. Whoa, no. That's that, that's one of my issues with this Uh-oh. topic. All right. Lager. Bring it, Wes. And then, <laughs> and then lager, lager and saying it doesn't, a lager's not flavorful. Uh, well, absolutely. So, I totally agree. So, like, have you guys never had Orlison? Let me, let me introduce yes, the topic Cicero. real fast. Here comes the reason we're going on that. <laughs> Welcome to Cicero Talk. Double shine. <laughs> this is all about this topic. So, yeah. so basically, it feels like um, it feels like after years and years and years of uh, craft beer being like hitting you over the head with hops and extreme beers and 
pastry stouts and juices and things. Like, there's a new movement, at least among larger craft breweries, to kind of move into the macro market and, and kind of go that. But also, on the same time, is it also the craft beer palette has changed? People are kind of burned out by extreme beers and things like that and wanting a more simpler, go back to simpler times, but also maintain their craft legency by buying an 805 or a Sam 76 or a Solid Gold or something like that. So that's kind of our topic on that one. Yeah. There's a nice article on this on Vine Pair. Uh, it says the uh, craft beer's post-snob era is here. Mm. But is it really? I don't know if it's really here. People still wait in line I took for things. Several mm. issues with this article. Wes is ready. Wes, <laughs> Wes, have at it, my friend. Um, well, I think I'm trying to think of where to start. There's so much to say. But, um, we should definitely, when we have a website up, link to the article because a lot of what oh, yeah. I have to say um, directly links to that article. This article kind of frames this trend of people drinking uh, these lighter styles as, like you said, like the post-snob era, but the way this article defined snobs was just about pretty much, according to the articles, a beer snob was someone who's passionate about beer. And that's one thing that kind of bothered me, because... Uh, I think you can be, there's, I think there's a big difference between like a beer geek or whatever you want to call it and a beer snob. Mm -hmm. And the snob, I think a a snob is someone who... It's the, for me at least, sorry to interject, but it's the guy I was reading on Reddit who's like, who's like... A, why do no good breweries in Washington can their beers? And it had to be somebody who's making like juicy IPAs. That was his. That was his spiel. Or two, the guy who says, uh, who goes to says grocery stores should have a section for fresh beer. Anything over a month is just worthless. So that's my picture beer snob in my head. The guy who's like that. But anyway, my how I would define it is a. their attitude and motivation about if they're knowledgeable or whether they're knowledgeable or if they can be knowledgeable, their motivation about behind it is to show off. Mm-hmm. And the biggest uh, thing I think that would define a real peer snob is your exclusivity about that knowledge. Absolutely. I know I'm passionate about beer and I know a decent amount, but I always want to share all that knowledge with other people and if everyone knew as much about beer as I did I'd be happy I wouldn't be mad that other people were learning about beer yeah I think a snob wants to kind of hold that power of becomes an elitist like knowing more than others about that topic Mm -hmm. kind of thing and they don't want to share and educate and or just support people to drink what they just want to drink because like in the end like they, I sure I love something that's as juicy as all get out and hundred pounds of hops per per barrel. But at the same time, like I'm not gonna hate on somebody whose favorite beer is like you know my dad. By and large, he says the only thing I really like to drink is Miller High Life with lime, and that's Oof. about it. And that's okay. He found <laughs> something that he likes. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I've tried to like see like hey maybe you can try this and with lime maybe that will kind of you know 
get dude going. But you know, in the end, that's what makes him happy. That's what makes him happy. By the way, by the the oof was not from Miller High Life because mm-hmm. I love Miller High Life. I'll drink mm-hmm. I'll drink hell out of Miller. High Life. <laughs> it's the lime with the Miller High Life in the back of my head. I'm, yeah, beer and lime for me are just like no, yeah. no, I'll pass. But mm-hmm. anyway, sorry, I just wanted yeah. to so, put yeah, that out there. Say, well, you're not saying snobs. like <laughs> that you're not being snobby. At, like because even within the craft beer world, there's mm-hmm. you know lighter beers like blondes or lagers mm-hmm. or you know things like that, and then obviously you're you're more hoppy in beers and but it, there's like that's still such a range mm-hmm. it's still craft but there's people yeah. who yeah they like if you don't drink IPAs you because you're, you're not, not a real person double IPA yeah. you know yeah. if you're drinking a pale ale then somehow that's not good enough or cool yeah. enough like everyone's mm-hmm. palate is different that doesn't well and your you're palate not required changes to drink over that. time when I first got into craft beer it was like I came in hot with the IPAs and that's all I drank for a really long time yeah um and it's just like within the last year that I've really expanded that um that sample I guess of beers that I enjoy um and now you know I still love the weird beers and the crazy looking beers I just ordered something on Tavor today that's like the evil twin uh cake break biscotti with chili and chili and hazelnut Hazelnut. and I'm really excited to try it because it sounds wild I ordered two cans I'll share Um, (laughs) but you know something like this is something that I could you know go home after a long day and drink this and you know it doesn't have to be super crazy and out there I prefer the later beers now mm-hmm. for just like day to day drinking, and I save the crazy things for bottle shares and for podcasting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm realizing, realizing as I'm reading my notes that a lot of things I said uh, are re- uh, specifically about this article, so I'm okay. probably going to skip some things because right. I don't want to talk too much about the article itself um, when people haven't read it. Yeah, but I do have some points to make. Going back to, <laughs> I just uh, want to remind you that Wes writes a, writes a column for the Yakima Herald Republic. Check it out at yakimaherobrepublic.com for more thoughts from Wes. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> really good. Thank you. So that's also he's coming from. I write about beer. This guy wrote about beer. Here's why he's wrong for it. Well, not wrong, but this why is why I disagree with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about right or wrong. It could be just also. Just I know. I said that wrong. No, they're wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> on the record, folks. There you go. There you have it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll start with. Well, uh, back to Alex's little comment at the beginning of this topic. I think there is um, somewhat of this idea out there that loggers are this singular kind of thing, and there are these uh, lighter beers, uh, kind of simple, and on the for the record, that's not true. Loggers are just as interesting and varied and unique as ales are. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the only thing that really differentiates between loggers and ales is the yeast that's used yeast. and the temperature at which those beers are fermented. Yep. Um, but you can have light, uh, kind of smooth, not very intense loggers, uh, like a Hellas, but you could also have super dark, rich. Like a, a Doppelbach or an Icebach, even. Um, you could have really intensely bitter uh, lagers. I mean, even within sub, like even within specific styles, like Pilsner, like a Czech Pilsner and a German Pilsner, or a German Pils, I should say, are totally different. One, like Czech Pilsners have a, some hop character uh, from the sauce hop, but like German Pils is way more bitter, mm-hmm. and. Um, there's just, I, I want to kind of combat the, the idea that I definitely think at least some segment of people have that 
loggers are just kind of oh they're this simplistic kind of thing and the like ales are where it's really interesting but yeah no that's very true and there's also um orlison is going to be at eastern washington brew fest they are yes hmm. um their head brewer is also a woman i was actually i know rachel yeah because you guys well. probably were in the brewing program together right yeah uh and she's awesome she's yeah. super smart i forgot to mention that uh during our past topic but mm-hmm. she's really smart person and was definitely one of the <coughs> star students in the brewing program i'd Absolutely. say and it's obviously she's it shows and she's doing well because she's our, already the head brewer at Orlison mm-hmm. and they're pumping out great products. Yeah, and Orlison is a lager brewery. They're IPLs um, or they have both India Pale Lagers instead of India Pale Ales and um, the Clem's Gold is great. They're um, uh, oh gosh, what are the names of the other ones? I really like the uh, Underground Stout. Yes! It's a lager. It's a stout lager, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good. very good. Stout? There's Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, again wow. like Wes was saying, it's, it's just a yeast, you know, in yeah. the end. Like, you know, there's going to be some, like, minor differences depending on the yeast you use um, compared to ale yeast, but even in the end, it's just a yeast. There's so much to, there's four ingredients in beer, right? right. That's only one of the four. There's going to be so many other flavors that can do, and so, it's so, so cool. One of my favorite beers I've been enjoying at my favorite bar recently, they actually just took it off, I'm really sad, um, was an Orlison <laughs> beer, Snowplow. Mm. Is that a lager? I think Orlison, I think, I'm pretty sure Orlison is all lagers. Uh, not anymore. They, oh, they used like, to be, oh, okay. but due to kind of market demands, they decided beer. to do ales as well. Oh, okay. Was, you know, because it, one thing about lagers in general is that they take a lot longer in the tank. Yeah. So yeah. your turnaround time on your product is mm-hmm. considerably so, longer. Yeah. And oh, uh, there's also Roslyn. Is Roslyn? Roslyn Brewing Roslyn. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Kent, he, he makes some delicious beers. And again, mm-hmm. it's a lager and you still like, that's fine. It Literally, yeah. it's a yeast. So it kind of smells different when you go in there on certain times of fermentation. But, you I'm know. I'm to find out about a uh, snowplow right now. It's bothering me. Uh, yeah. Another point I wanted to make was that uh, in general, I think this is kind of a thought that people have, but also this article we mentioned talked about is uh, they people use the term like less flavor or lower lower flavor or mm. like less complex. And I think it's really important to differentiate between intensity of flavor and variety of flavor because mm-hmm. uh, like the lighter lagers that we're mostly talking about may be less intense of a flavor but that doesn't mean the amount or variety of flavors within those beers is any less than like an IPA it's mm-hmm. just at a lower intensity but they can still be just as complex and interesting just not as punch you in the face with those kind of flavors yeah so then people kind of, it seems like those two things get conflated and it's just less flavor or lower flavor mm-hmm. is what's said. And I, I think it's important to differentiate between those two because yeah. they're two very different concepts. Yeah. Very true. Cool. I kind of want to go to the other beer, but we got a lot of beer left on deck. So I'm oh, make well, we can go to it. Yeah, this is delicious beer. beer. For a living, right. so it won't take long. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what make it. We're professionals, Alex. <laughs> I'll, uh... <laughs> Oh, um, another point I wanted to make, and that actually works with the, oh, the solid gold, is that uh, I like the kind of retro-y yeah, packaging. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. 
Almost I, looks like a ripped off Olympia. I was gonna say it looks like Olympia. <laughs> but, <laughs> a little bit. Like Olympia. But then it also kind of some of the Miller kind of looks. It had yeah. the gold background too. Like yeah. With that well, being I'm, said, though, my I would want to put out a warning for the for breweries that want to do these kind of beers and just the industry in general, is uh, the retro stuff's cool, and but I would be careful about how you market these beers. Right. Because if you push too far, like I think, you know, easy drinking, smooth, light, those are fine descriptors. But when you start getting a little further out there, like towards terms like simple and things like that, which I've seen a few times, I th- maybe that's still in a gray area. But if you do market your beer too much like that, and the industry does a lot of that, I think you're going to create some very problematic market confusion and uh, a large chunk of consumers might start going well if it's just this simple beer that's ten dollars for a six pack versus that macro that simple beer that's six dollars for a six pack why don't I just get the six dollar one and you're going to start reverting to a point where beer is just treated as a commodity and it's you know who cares about brand differentiation it's mm-hmm. if they're all just kind of these simple loggers then take us why back to the 70s I, exactly <laughs> just why, a can just, of beer yeah yeah beer, beer brand beer beer brand beer so, I, I would... K-10 barrel. Yeah, be careful about, about that. that if you're a brewery making this kind of beer. But I do like Boddington's Pub Ale. Maybe. Yeah, but that's got a real fun can. Yeah. It's like gold and it's got cool lettering. And it's, it's got like the looks, widget in and there. And it's all English and shit. <laughs> but really, the 10 barrel kind of was almost a riff off of the Boddington's, wasn't it? No, it's just white with black letters. And yeah, says the Boddington's is yellow with black letters. No, it's way more... It's, it's way, the Boddington's <laughs> can is a way more cool design <laughs> than just the white... <laughs> 10 barrel can that just says pub beer yeah. in their font, alright? Let's not make that comparison here. <laughs> then again, people know my, my well... I have one more point to make. Feud with 10 barrel. But, uh, <laughs> should we move on to this? Yeah, let's beer? let's go to the next beer and then and then here, we'll, then we'll keep the point because we have yet way. a third beer to third segment, so... Yes. If we get there. Okay. Oh, Fremont? Fremont! Seattle, Washington! <laughs> Thank you. This is such a pretty can. It's beautiful. I want to be on this can. Thanks. You're going to go have today, Sabrina? Yeah. I'll be your server anytime, Liz. (laughs) I appreciate it. Are we still on air, Alex? Yeah, we're still okay, on air, cool. of course. Well, I just wasn't sure we're all part of Alright, so Wes, Wes, what are we drinking now? This is uh, Fremont's Parkland oh, Pills. Hold on. Um, so it's Fremont Parkland Pills. Go oh ahead. Oh my god, the can is adorable. Yeah, the packaging's really awesome. The can is so cute. It's got a picture of Mount Rainier with rays of this sunshine coming out of it. And some daisies. Yeah, daisies. It's like you're up on the up in the national park hanging out. It's a PNW can for sure. Yeah. This literally smells like I just bit into a pear. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, this is part of that same kind of growing uh, segment of the industry of those lighter styles. But I think pretty much everyone would agree that this is considerably different than the last beer. Yeah. Yeah. So different for sure. To be fair, it is also a seasonal, so it's not like a year-round effort. It's not being put out in 24 packs. It's not, you know, it's completely different. Is there pear in this beer? Well, I'm just saying that's a good thing. I'm telling you. I I like both of them. Yeah. And the fact that they're different just goes to the fact that they're... I'm not hating. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, There's oh. floaty, so I'm going to assume yes. I think that somebody put pears in this beer. It's a pear, yeah. <laughs> I get a little pear, maybe even a little apple. Um, not like. Is that a yeast character? Did they ferment it at a warmer temperature? Is it a lager yeast? I think it's. A, I'm pretty sure it's a standard lager fermentation. Uh, I, you know, it, depending on the yeast strain, it's got the you can still logo. get a decent amount of, uh, of ester production even with a lager fermentation. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the temperature, even within lager firm temp, temp ranges, there's you know there's a decent amount of variation, <laughs> and depending on the exact strain they used. Um, there can still be a decent amount of ester production yeah. in a lot of fermentation. Stupid fan. That's cool. Lots of weird floaties, though. Yeah, there's definitely some floaties. That's... Where'd you get this from? Safeway. Safeway? Oh, okay. Yeah, Safeway. It was packaged in February. In February? That's, yeah. pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. End of February. Well, Let's see. According to Untap, this is a Bark Pilsner, Bohemian Pilsner, oh, Carafoam, okay. and Assiduated Malts with Magnum and Czech Saz hops. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, because maybe it's that... Hmm. Saz has that zesty, and there's like yeah. a little bit of orange peel in here as well. Definitely, I would say orange is uh, a pretty characteristic of Zaz hops. And, um... I love how it smells. Yeah. I think that fermentation profile has definitely got like, characteristics for this, too, because it's a Bohemian Pils. They might have gone for a more lively, um, yeast itself, like a more characterful one. Um... Yeah. Oh gosh, I want to go back to Prague. Have yeah, you all been to Prague? You should go to Prague. It's a so field trip. Go to Prague. It's cheap. Go. Prague's pretty rad. Okay, yeah. people go for the women and stay for the beer, or vice versa, depending on who you are. And the beer is delicious, and everything is very affordable. But seriously, there's so much good beer. So, so. Is that where Alex yeah. went? Where the beer was cheaper than the water? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> the beer is cheaper than water. Yeah. And they have a delicious fried cheese sandwich called Smokney's Ear that they serve 24 hours a day. Yeah, or you can just yeah. have, um, was it the, was it goulash that we had? Oh, Paul's not Probably. here anymore. No. Not here. I can't yell up. Paul, help. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there was, oh my gosh. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what restaurant did you guys go to there? You can argue about that. <laughs> <laughs> and prove Paul wrong again. Yeah. Yeah, he did say the magic, you're right words. Yeah, yeah. That, I was actually really surprised. He usually is just like, oh, I was wrong not your right mm. it's always sad sorry sorry i'm bringing <laughs> marital problems again that's so funny uh, it's good stuff that's gonna be a spin-off podcast yeah. <laughs> much music paul is and a ricky great talk place to watch tv <laughs> where did paul and ricky eat <laughs> it's just a half an hour of us arguing about drugs <laughs> It it's reminds hilarious. me of the, the Saturday Night Live sketch of Zagat's with Adam Sandler yes. and Chris Farley. <laughs> that's kind of... I Please kill me now! I think that's... Honestly, I'm going to be the Chris Farley pretty quick. Like, I mean, Paul's just going to eventually just, like, start saying less and less words, and then I'll just start talking about, ooh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> I can see it already. The one other time that Paul and I were on a gold. podcast together, it was a bottle share. That was yeah. a three-part yeah. episode. Yeah, that was great. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, and we did have one guy. Wait, we yeah. had one guy who made it to the end and entered the contest. 
Let's give him a shout out. Ooh, who's uh, who? That was Brian Burhan of Pew Puyallup. I'm still from the East Coast. You'll yeah. never take that. Well, there's, yeah. There used to be that what commercial, the Pew Up, the Pew Out. Pew Pew I'm trying really hard. Okay. <laughs> what do you call Tequila? I have to know. Tequila? <laughs> Wait, what about there's, um? What about Squim? Oh yeah, <laughs> Squim. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, one. have you ever been to Yakima? I worked in Yakima, so I know that one. Well, uh, nice. All right, you guys want to pronounce Lemonster, Worcester, or Gloucester? You got me, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're very true. Or like, um, what was the, what's the name of that movie that's coming out about? Um, was it um, Chappaquiddick? Yeah, Chappaquiddick. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, that's mm. when when I went with Paul that's to Philadelphia, cool. we were driving by a bunch of those East Coast <laughs> oh, you American mean like Con- things. Hawken and um, yeah. and uh, Maniunk yeah. and uh, yeah. I, those yeah, because like so my grandpa always used to make a joke about one. It was like Monet. Monticello. Uh, mm-hmm. He always made funny there jokes. About <laughs> but I remember the first time I ever saw Squim written down, I was at a bluegrass festival with my dad. And I was like, Dad, where is Sequim? Oh. <laughs> he was like, This is how we know you're from Florida. <laughs> yep. I thought it was Sequium until I heard somebody finally say Squim. I was like, Oh, oh, oops. Yeah. I'm glad I said it to my dad because he, he doesn't feel bad about yeah. correcting me ever. <laughs> what parents are for I mean exactly. honestly right he helped and I was like oh thanks for telling me that before I said it to the wrong person <laughs> this is why this is why I can never be our south sound sales rep that's just oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> you have to go to all those places and I'm just like they'll just like glare at me and not sell our beer so yep. um, <laughs> I need that too whoever else wants that job are you from the south sound area <laughs> I'm a military rep, so I'm from all over the place. Oh, but so you probably have that everywhere you move. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like... know how to pronounce anything at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what accents I'm supposed to have. So, mm-hmm. Wes, you got anything else on this crazy train oh, you thing? you know it. You know I do. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more point. All right. um, Pull out the notes. It seems like this growing segment of lighter beers and people... Drinking them has kind of been classified as a move away from other things and to these lighter beers. But I think that's kind of a, a misclassification because uh, other ber- industry and market segments are still just just as big and have the same kind of growth. And this isn't slowing those. You know, IPA still has a huge chunk of the market. And that's not going away. And there's tons of other beers being produced as well. And uh, so I think it's it's tough with, like, looking at these kind of things and the economics of it. Because sometimes I think because of that, they get misclassified. You know, a consumer doesn't drink just one beer. So there's a lot of people drinking craft beer. They're going to start drinking these beers and help the growth of this segment. But they're still going to be drinking IPAs, stouts, you know, all, all the other things as well. Um, it's a large majority of craft consumers are people that like variety. And that, you know, that shows in the marketplace. We've talked about it before, the rotation nation. People mm-hmm. want to try as many different things as they can. A variety packs so, are number two to IPAs usually when it comes to that stuff. Or depending on what size of a pack it is, the variety pack is bigger for yeah. that skew. Yeah. So I think this, from, from a production end, yeah, this is a growing segment. 
Um, but I don't think that means necessarily that it's taking away like consumers from other segments of the industry. Yeah. Very cool. Nice. We'll see what happens. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm counting this beer as a full serving of fruit because it's like <laughs> I just ate three pears. There's not fruit in the beer. It's not a fruit beer. It tastes like a pear. <laughs> we can do that next it's week. It's even kind of green, beer. is a thing. Huh? It's even kind of green. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm like. Everything about this is just like, like a pear I just pulled off a tree. <laughs> Still got a little bit of that nature funk to it. And I love it. Dusty pear. Dusty pear. Dusty pear. Dusty pear. They should rebrand it. Dusty pear. Dusty pear hey. from Fremont. I would eat a dusty pear out of this garden. Oh, yes. oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's like the quintessential, um, what was it, on Reddit, um, nature's, uh, or wait, one of the Reddit pictures is, or Reddit pics, maybe? Is that the yeah, one that, that is one. always ends up being, like, the friggin' Mount Rainier, like, at least once a week, that's, like, the top of it, because <laughs> it's just beautiful, and it's especially when it's from, um... Was it Paradise? Like, that area of Mount Rainier where you look at it and it's like you're, like, literally, like, in the springtime, it's all the flowers are blooming, there's Mount Rainier in the background, the snow-capped, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous. You start looking and, for the Golden Gates. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what this can looks like, too. It's just kind of like, yeah, nope, that's pretty much as northwestern as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> Fremont, I was trying to keep it local. Mm-hmm. I kind of controlled that topic. Does anyone else have anything to say about that? Sorry. No. Yeah. I think I'm you're just, really right. You I know? was quite yeah. passionate about it. So. <laughs> I, think you you want, I like it. I like it when you take the lead on something. You know, why not? Mm-hmm. What were you saying? Some going on? Uh, well, and I think because you were talking about, you know, consumers aren't just going to drink these lighter beers. And mm-hmm. that's where I'm at right now. Like, I used to only drink IPAs. I used to drink only crazy beers. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'd call it a burnout, but, like, I'm starting to appreciate the, subtle, the subtleness of, you know, good, you know, lighter beer. Um, good, less obscure beer, and I still love all things weird forever. Um, and I still love IPAs, although I'm getting, I'm a little weird still with the hazy thing, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm so done with it at this point. Don't scoff too close to Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, dude. Sorry. Alex wasn't paying attention. I had a moment where I checked out. Sorry. You East. Coaster we have some detra- person. Caitlin's a detractor from the hazy haze. I, oh. I just can't do it. Yeah, hazy I, hater. I, I, I tried. I've been a part of it for months now, and at this point, like, I just want to go to a brewery and have like a traditional yeah yeah IPA. Like, I, I don't want to have to choose IPA. between three those. different hazy IPAs. Well, just want a regular I have a problem IPA. right now too, because a lot of the IPAs come across so so sweet and malty. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot like Finger Gun right now, mm-hmm. where it's you know really you know, bittered. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. That's, you know, that's what I look for in an IPA is, you know. You want to go to the bitter side, not kind of balanced yeah, in between or more like, to the sweet. Yeah. yeah, I don't like the sweet part. Like if I wanted a sweet beer, I'd drink something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happily. Um, but, you know, when I want an IPA, I want something like Finger Gun. And I like that too, because it's really light and like it's mm-hmm. only 4.8%. So I can mm-hmm. drink several of them and be fine. Look, mm-hmm. uh, look, I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Vermont, home with a hazy IPA. It doesn't mean it's my favorite beer style. Okay? I'm not gonna <laughs> You're defend a it resident to hazy advocate. Well, you know it. It <laughs> <laughs> has to be done really well. Like, you can tell, like, we've had some hazy beers on here, and I'm just like, that stinks. That's not yeah. good. That's terrible. It took a real long time to get, like, a West Coast one that was like, ah, 
the crush in the mail. That was like, the mail was yeah. good. That's true. Perfect. I did like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has to have that juice. It has to have that juice aspect to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> the yeah. juice. If it's just hazy and it's the just a West Coast IPA. Alcohol like, dessert. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta but put I, that name on the website. I can't, I can't enjoy the simplicity of a Saison DuPont. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, for, uh, I have a question for Wes and Sabrina. Between the uh, styles of this that we tried so far, if you can remember, which one was your favorite? Between the two. Like you like the, the Bartlett Pills? Oh, okay. all, of, all of the light beer. So the 805, I actually really like the 805. Sam 76. Solid gold. I think we had one other one, but I'm blanking. Life Sam. behind bars. You forgot Sam. Life man. behind bars. I l- <sighs> That's a tough question. I like different things about each of them. them. Well, That's no, okay. Sam 76 had a really interesting mouthfeel. Yeah. It was like lightly creamy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Life Behind Bars is the most aromatic as far as hop character goes out of all of them. Okay. Um, that makes sense. I can I can see that. But I like this Parkland Pills a lot, like yeah. Sabrina said. It's really good. This one's definitely my favorite of the series. Um, I I do I do like some fruit character to my beer, and I know there's no fruit in the beer, but it does <laughs> it tastes like a pear, and I love that. And I, I think I think for me it might have been the 805. The 805 was I think gorgeous. it was the 805 mm. from Firestone Water. Have you had 805 yet? Oh. I haven't either. It's it's at Happy's now. So. It's at Happy's. Okay. It's a real classic. I like was it. it your favorite beer, or was it just your favorite game. packaging? It I think my, it was my that favorite. That was my favorite package. My favorite beer. <laughs> yeah. Taste wise. Your favorite beer. Okay. Is it that or the Sam 76? I think. I really like the Sam 76. I might have to go to Happy's. Yeah. I know, right? Eight <laughs> we call it the tuxedo beer because it looks very. Oh, fancy. the can is so oh, it's classy. So it's classy. It's so okay. classy, and they even have a uh, custom made tab. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The I wish tab. I hadn't thrown. I shouldn't have thrown out that can. You threw it away. I think I threw money. I did. I was gonna. I was gonna be frustrated, but I can't. I cleaned my desk. I was like, even though you can't really tell. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, you cleaned your desk. <laughs> <laughs> For the listener at home, my desk is covered in papers and uh, beer bottles. I think we have kind of a competition on whose desk is messier between yours and mine. You think so? Uh, well, yours, Ricky, so. yours turns into like the storage closet half the time. That's true. Yeah, People but love half, to dump stuff at your desk. Yeah, so. but that's only up on like the upper part of my desk because my desk is the front desk. Oh, okay. And so then like We're there's going to be just people just kind of put stuff there. <laughs> but. Sure. I also just, like, you can ask Paul, I'm, I'm just a mess. <laughs> Anyways, I just always end up having, like, way too much shit. But, like, I know where everything's at. Like, sure. when people ask me something, I'm like, yeah, it's right in this pile halfway through. And they'd be like, how do you know that? Because <laughs> so, I put it there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's just, uh, my organization is not necessarily it's the best. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. It works. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I think that's it for this, for this go around. Sure. We got one more beer to go through. Oh gosh! Um, yeah. How do you guys function after these? My goodness! Uh, we did the last one at ten a.m. I walk home. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, we'll be right back with more uh, great talk right here on Life by Beer, a podcast by Iron Horse Brew. Weird Beer Watch is presented by Send It, a new double dry hopped pale ale from Iron Horse Brewery, brewed with Citra hops. Send it because waiting can wait. All right, welcome back to Lifeline Beer, a podcast by Iron Horse Brewery. And now it's time to get into Weird Beer Watch. Still got to make that sweet beer, before. Beer, beer, Weird Beer Watch. DJ Airhorn. This is one that Sabrina found and then I found another brewery that I like doing it. Uh, yeah. and, uh, it's kind of relevant. It was more relevant a week ago, but it was. Uh, special Easter beers coming out. Sabrina, what do you got? I got Peeps beer, yo. 
I can't find it right now. Ooh. I forgot the brew. Beer brewed with peeps. Beer brewed with well, the one marshmallow that I, peeps. The one that I found was uh, Proclamation Ale Company in Warwick, Rhode Island. Uh, decided to take their uh, Stout Sun Destroyer and uh, make two versions of it. They did a peeps version called Peep Destroyer. <laughs> they put, um, peeps in a fermentation awesome. added to it. Destroyer. And then they did Egg Destroyer where they fermented it with uh, Cadbury cream eggs and mini oh, eggs. Oh, man. Oh, boy. To create kind of a chocolate, chocolate nougat. I can get behind that. that thing I would so. crush good. So, so yeah, they had that on draft uh, at only at their uh, tap room. Which in is so sad. Send and me a weird beer. And photos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can send us weird beer. If you go to Instagram.com slash Proclamation Ale Company, I don't know, search Proclamation on Instagram. You can Do see I photos of the peeps in the fermenter tank. So the peeps? Fun. And that was actually real. That wasn't like an April Fool's. No, no that's, that's real. real beer. And the one I found, they yeah. added glitter to, so it was a double weird beer. Yeah. And it was gorgeous. I need to find it. Yeah. Hang on. So I have a question. Oh, sorry, yeah. Ricky, go for it. Oh, I was just going to ask, actually ask the brewer, um, would you put in um, Peeps is pretty much just straight fermentable sugars, right? Yeah, Peeps is just like, I have to assume it's just like pure glucose. Yeah, just so it's not going to really <laughs> taste like much because it's just going to attenuate like that much better. Yeah. Um, but then when you add the chocolate and the caramel, those, are those actually fully fermentable or are they kind of partial or? Um, I, I, I would look. say it's probably some longer chain sugars mm -hmm. so at least partially unless you i mean it goes back to what we're talking about uh yeast attenuation mm -hmm. so maybe some really active yeast might get more but depending on the yeast you use i would say you're still going to retain at least some of the sugar yeah, okay. and it's definitely i mean that also depends on how much you put in the beer you know if you only put a little bit into a big tank but um mm -hmm. yeah that's insane. So, so it's made by a uh, collective beer project out of Texas, somewhere in Texas. I was going to ask everyone oh, here, oh, uh, who yes. likes Peeps? It didn't say what type um, of beer. I was going to ask, I yes. thought, Sabrina, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they say it was a sour beer? It is a sour oh, beer, yeah. yeah. It's a sour yeah. beer. It's a sour with beer with marshmallow and, and glitter. And I'm so jealous. I want to it's, try it so it's bad. It's like bright pink. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Actually, yeah. it's so it's cool. It's a gorgeous color. I was telling Sabrina yeah, the other day, um, I really like, they used blue glitter, right? Mm -hmm. And most of the glitter beers I've seen have been silver or gold. Right, yeah. exactly. And this beer looks very cool with the oh, blue. Way more fun. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's this really great purple color. Yeah, it's it's it, really pretty. Yeah, it's actually gorgeous. Like, I'd paint my nails that color. I mean. Heck yeah! <laughs> no, I'm all about. Isn't the collective there in DFW, right? Uh, that's it's me. The the collective brewing project. Yeah, oh. let's find out. I feel like it is, but I don't know. Hey, collective, send us some peeps beer. Send me peeps beer. It's probably all gone by now. Plus, they just growl like growler or cow. Growler it. I'll take it. I'll take what I can Fort get. Fort Worth, Texas. You are correct. Okay. Thanks. But. Urban Funk House. Yeah, Urban Funk House. I feel like I've heard of that. They have a beer called Apes in Space. Ah, they don't. Do they really? really? Yeah. <gasps> it's, an, it's an IPA. I that's want that so too. Cool. <laughs> it's like that's actually one of my next tattoo plans is the swine trek. <laughs> granted, that's not apes, that's pigs, but still, pigs still. in still. space. <laughs> oh my god. I'm looking at their beer list. I think it's gone, but um, I don't know. Let's anyway. see what's on tap. They have a pineapple, so weird, pineapple, pineapple Thai basil petite golden sour. 
Weird beer watch. Actually, that's what it goes. It's called ramen beer surprise. Ooh. Is it a ramen beer? I've read about those. I don't know. Wait, what's a what's a? We'll ramen be putting beer? down a special okay, version of our ramen noodle goza <laughs> cup beer. It's weird. That's is it is it like a goza? So it's kind of like salty yep. stuff too, yeah, or exactly, yep. Salty and kind uh, of meaty yeah. somehow. Umami. Yeah. Do they like um, use autolyzed yeast in it? I don't I know. Don't like, kind of get that meaty kind of flavor. Yeah. And I would hope not. Uh, yeah, I know. I'd right? rather just have them use like uh, monosodium glutamate. Just yeah. Yeah. Go I'm for the same. Just do it. I know. Do it for real. Yeah. Sorry. Someday, Caitlin. I know. We'll nerd out like this. September second, we'll be over here. Like, hey, guess what? Hey, let's talk. Monosodium glutamate. <laughs> MSG is, yeah. uh, is naturally occurring in aged cheeses and tomatoes and like seaweed and kind of cheese. And it's um, it's actually more like, like what the, is the cheese crystals like Parmesan kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, cheese. And it's mm-hmm. kind of what umami like it's the compound that is associated with umami. Oh okay. yeah. Right, yeah, like most directly. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm learning so much. This has been a very informational podcast. There you go. <laughs> Taking notes. <Hey>. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll do it for us this week. Uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed all of our beer talk, and uh, we'll have more for you with episode ten next week. Uh, so stay tuned. Be sure to subscribe, uh, rate, and review us. Give us those five stars. That helps us pick a peak and get more people in the action. If you have questions for us, email us podcast at ironhorsebrew.com. You can tell by our shout out. We read those emails, and we'd love to have your questions here on the air. Anything you want to know about the brewing world, and uh, yeah. Anything Don't else? Forget. Eastern Washington Brew Fest, Whipsaw well, we'll Brewing, Bale we'll Breaker it. Brewing. Yes, and Whipsaw Brewing. And obviously, oh, I thought I said that first. You no, you said no. no. <laughs> oh, what did I say? Oh, you said okay. Bale Ricky totally did. Yeah, yeah, and then also Orlison right. Brewing. Anyway. Uh, you just come. All three that we we'll also about. have an ad for that somewhere in here. But anyway, um, <laughs> thank you for tuning in, and uh, yeah, we gotta get back to uh, doing stuff. So see you later. Yay. Bye. Bye.